greet all of you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Amen. I believe you had a blessed time on Sunday on discovering your identity in Christ. Amen. We as well traveled very well to Cape Town and we bring their regards to you. Amen. Now, let us just uh, bless you as we turn to our Bibles in the book of John. John 6. John 6. Let me see where we will begin it. Let's begin it at verse 42. That's John, the sixth chapter, and then we'll start at verse 42. It reads in this manner as you read after me, and they said, Is it not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he saith, I came from heaven? Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, Mama not among yourselves. No man can come to me, except the Father which hath sent me draw him. And I will raise him up at the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall be all taught of God. Every man therefore that hath had and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God. He hath seen the Father. Verily, verily I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers did manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which cometh down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. I am the living bread which came from heaven. And if any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. The Jews therefore strove among themselves saying, how can this man give us, give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said unto them, 
Verily, verily, I say unto you, except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whosoever, whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, dwelleth in me, and I in him. As the living Father has sent me, and I live by the Father, so he that eateth me, even he shall live by him. This is that bread which came from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna, and I did. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Many therefore of his disciples when they heard this said this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured At it he said unto them, Doth this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is the spirit that quickeneth, the flesh profiteth nothing. The ways that I speak unto you, they are a spirit. And they are alive. But there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not. And who would betray him. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, reporting for duty once again this morning, we appreciate you for Calvary. We appreciate you for Golgotha. Dear God, when they said you have saved many, but you couldn't save yourself. And your prophet comes, he says, had you saved yourself, we would not be saved. You went all the way to the cross and hung on the cross and died between the heavens and the earth in a naked state. Dear God, no wonder Isaiah said there was no beauty in whom we could desire. But dear God, love constrained you to go all the way and die. And you gave up the ghost. But dear God, when Satan thought he had you into the grave, within 72 hours you came back. And today you are living in our hearts forevermore. 
Dear God, we've got no DNA material that we can present as a proof of your resurrection, but we've got you alive that we can present as a living testimony that you rose from the dead. This morning, as we gather here in commemoration of that great day that your prophet said it should be remembered daily, because on that weekend our sins were forgiven. On that weekend, every sickness was healed. And that is why we've got boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies, because the veil had been rent into two. And every man and every woman, every young girl and every young boy has a right this morning to enter into the Holy of Holies. Calvary made it possible. Dear God, as we are going to look at the scripture May we be guided by the Holy Spirit, that whatever is going to be said here, may it be of great help to your people, as I commit everything to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you richly as you take your, your seats for a few minutes. Amen. God bless you. Now, this morning, I just want us, you know, I've realized that uh, adult dudes would drop you of the opportunity to ask certain questions. There are certain questions that you would want to ask, but because you are an adult, you are afraid that people would say, we thought you knew all along. Amen. Do you agree with me? And even when it comes into the religious cycle, there are certain questions that uh, religious people would want to ask, but they are afraid because they've been around for a number of years and people would wonder, what have you been around for if you don't know this? One of the questions is, who is God? And the prophet once spoke on the message, who's got an attitude to God? But this morning, I just want us to unpack something. What is the message of the hour? Hallelujah. What is the message of the hour? Amen. It's uh, something that we want to look into sometime. Such a question may sound too fundamental, but a lot of times when you look at the results and the outcome that we see in the end time, you get a sense that people don't understand what the message of the hour is and is all about. Amen. Are you with me? Do you believe this maybe to give a background here? In the message or in the scripture that we just read, brother, maybe John 6, Right from the first verse, or maybe, yeah, from the first verse, let's just go there and show a few things where you would see that you would assume that certain people know certain things, but you realize later that they did not know what you thought they knew. It says, after these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. And a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles which he did on them 
that were diseased. You read there, a great multitude followed him. And the Bible explains why they followed him. They saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. Now, had you been there and witnessed Jesus speaking to this multitude, you would have assumed that, goodness, such a, a successful ministry, look at the number of people that the ministry had pulled. But as you get to read it further, you understand that they did not, or maybe the question would be, were the miracles the message of Jesus? Hallelujah. Were the miracles the message of Jesus? Were the miracles Moses' message? Actually, the miracles were for Pharaoh, but the message was for God's people. Are you with me? The, the, Brother Bram says when the supernatural takes place, often the mixed multitude would follow. But wherever you find a mixed multitude, later on you find trouble. Are you with me? I, I hope you are with me this morning. And Jesus went up into the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Or maybe let me go here. In verse 13, after he had performed, maybe let's come, brother, uh, verse 7 or verse 8. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, when they realized people were hungry, there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now there was, so there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. 5, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were sat down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore they gathered them together and filled the twelve baskets with the fragments and filled fragments of the five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, This is of a truth that prophet that should come into this world. This is of a truth that prophet that should come into the world is after they have seen what? The, was the miracle the message? Hallelujah. Now when Jesus therefore in verse 15 when Jesus therefore perceived that they would come and take him by force to make him a king he departed again into a mountain himself alone. These miracles made them to even want to make him a king. Yes. Hallelujah. These people were, were quite happy with the ministry. These people were quite wowed by what they had seen Jesus performing amongst them. 
but stay with it as we move. And when, in verse 16, and when evening was now come, his disciples went down unto the sea and entered unto a ship and went over the sea towards Capernaum. And it was now dark and Jesus was not come to them. And the sea arose by reason of great wind that blew. And when they had rowed about five and twenty or thirty furlings, they see Jesus walking on the sea, drawing near unto the ship, and they were afraid. He saith unto them, It is I, be not afraid. And they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. Amen. The day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea, so that there was none other boat there, save that one where unto his disciples were entered, and that Jesus were not with his disciples into the boat, but that his disciples were gone away. How be it that he came other boats from Tiberias near unto the place where they did eat bread after that the Lord had given things. And when the people therefore that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum and seeking for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when camest thou hither? They are following Jesus. Are you with them? Jesus answered and said, and said, answered to them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me, not because he saw miracles, but because he did eat of the loaves and were filled. Now Jesus is, 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 is looking at the motive why they were following him is because they ate, but now he carries on where we read, where he said, I am the bread that came from heaven. Now he turns to the ministry, he says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you've got no part in me. That created a problem in the camp. Now it gives you an idea that these people did not understand what the ministry of Jesus was all about. Are you with me? Even in the end time, the people that followed William Brenham, many of them did not understand what the ministry was all about. Many people that are following the message, most of them, they do not even understand what the message is all about. Are you with me? I'm going to say some things you will bear with me. Now, Brother Brenham has taught us many times that the ministry is perfected in? The ministry is perfected in three. Are you with me? Now, we are told that when you are on a ship, and a ship is approaching the harbor. There are three lights that guide the ship. There is a red light, there is a green light, and there is a white light. If the captain of the ship, as he is navigating the ship, should he see only the red light, it means that the ship is off course. If he only sees the green light, it means the ship is off course. What he needs to do to see is what they call a tri-color. A tri he has to see that white light, which will be at the back. They call it the stand light. And he's got to see the red light and the green light. The three lights must be one. When the three lights become one, it means that the ship is on course. Are you still with me? If he only sees one light, that, that means there is a problem. 
That's why God is perfected in three. If you only see the Father, something is wrong. If you only see the Son, something is wrong. If you only see the Holy Ghost, something is wrong. The three must be... Are you with me? If you see only the justification, something is wrong. If you only see sanctification, something is wrong. You have to see justification, sanctification, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me this morning, folks? Now, let us come to Revelation 10, my brother. And we'll start right at the beginning because that is where I'm going to spend my time on. While we are looking at it, the message of the hour is not conduct. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, conduct does not bring revelation, but revelation brings conduct. Did you hear me? If you have conduct without revelation, your conduct will have limitations. But if you have revelation that brings conduct, then it is eternal. I hope we are together here. Now, he says, let's read Revelation 10 verse 1. Maybe you will read it with me. And I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven. Clothed with a cloud. And a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was as it were the sun. And his feet as pillars of fire. Do we see the mighty angel? Are you with me? And he had in his hand a little book. And he set his right foot upon the sea. And his left foot on the earth. And cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth. I will, are we all reading? And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered. Write them not. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his hand to heaven. And so by himself that liveth forever and forever. Who created heaven and the things therein are, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things which are therein, that there should be time no longer. But now, in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, When he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. 
as he has declared to his servants the prophets. Revelation 10:7 is the point at which we have overemphasized over many years. Hallelujah. Which is very critical because without Revelation 10:7 you cannot see Revelation 10:1. You agree? Now, here is a problem when you only see Revelation 10 verse 1 without seeing Revelation 10 verse 1. If you only see Revelation 10 verse 1 without seeing Revelation 10 1, the ministry is not complete. Do we agree? Are you here, folks, this morning? Are you here this morning? Yes. Hallelujah. You, you, we, we were not called. We were, we were called by the prophet messenger, but we were not called to worship the prophet messenger. Yes. Revelation 10.7, without Christ, it will be a cult. Yes. Uh, hallelujah. When we are beginning to see people rising in the message of the hour, baptizing in the name of Brother Brenham, I want to say that is a doctrine from hell. When the gentle dispensation opened, it opened with idol worship. When it closes, it will close with an idol worship. And at some point in time, the king compelled them to worship the image of Daniel. And in the end time, it will happen again where people would want to force you to worship Brother Brenham. Brother Brenham refused to be worshipped. Hallelujah. Brother Brenham even was prepared to leave the ministry because he said, if you worship me, you make me antichrist. Are you still with me? Now, now, I want to explain why would we have such a great ministry in the end time, but yet people could be full of hatred towards one another. When the scripture says, when you love one another, the people will know that you are my disciples when you do. But why would in the end time we see a clannish spirit even in the message of the hour? If you are not part of our, our group, you are going to hell. Amen. Hallelujah. And even use message quotations to take each other into hell. I, I, the message is here to take people to heaven. The message is here to open a way for every man that believeth. Irrespective of where they are. Are, are you still with me? Do you agree with me that every time God sends a genuine ministry, people have got a tendency to pervert it? I hope you are, you are going with me. Let me establish this. We would have never known the truth unless God sent the prophet in the end time. But the prophet is not the truth. The prophet brought the truth. I hope this one you will understand it here. Now, the, the danger part, the danger part is that if you know Brother Brennan, but you don't know Christ, you are not going to heaven. Ah, this one I will repeat so that I rattle the name. If you only know Brother Brennan, but you don't know Christ, you are not going to heaven. Hallelujah. Because Jesus says, I am the way. And Brother Brennan was here to introduce the way. And the tragedy in the end time, people know the message, know Brother Brenham, know the message group, but they don't know Christ. You, you cannot know Christ and have hatred. You cannot know Christ and have malice. 
You cannot know Christ and undermine your brother. There are three things that show a man has reached the promised land. The first thing he is the coin of the land. The second thing that he does, Brother Branham says, such a man will never be negative. The third thing that he does, such a man will always bear with his brother when he's wrong. Uh, hallelujah. Are the people bearing with one another in the end time? They're, they're too quick to exterminate. It means that they have not reached the promised land. Because if, those are the, if that is the criteria, that means every member of the bride must come to the point where you eat the coin of the land, the unadulterated weight of the living God. And when you eat that, you are positive at all times. And when you are positive at all times, you can bear with your brother when your brother is wrong. Come on, believers, are you here? But today we see bitterness. A person has got a stack of spoken with, but full of bitterness. A person has got quotations, but full of hatred. A person has got tapes, but undermines the brother. Are you still with me? Do you think such a person understood the message? I beg to differ. He may quote Brother Branham in the morning, during the day, during the evening, but he's got no idea what the message is all about. And the message is here to bring a transformation. I hope we are together here, folks. I say the ministry is perfected in three. Now, the, the danger part is that You've got people that say, we don't want to hear anything about William Branham. We only want to hear about Christ. They are equally wrong. Because it takes a messenger to introduce the Messiah. Hallelujah. But knowing that the messenger is not the Messiah, but is here to introduce the Messiah, but without the messenger, you cannot know that the Messiah is around. I hope we are together here. Now, already I've spoken about twofold. The mighty angel coming down and the earthly messenger here to receive the mighty angel. But the ministry is perfected in? Let's carry on. Verse 8. And the voice which I heard from heaven spake unto me again. And said, go and take the little book which is open in the hand of the angel. Which book? The same one that the mighty angel descended with. And that book was taken by the seventh angel messenger. And now John is being instructed to go and take the book. And John types the bride. Are you still with me? What does it mean? The same Christ that descended and came to the prophet is the same Christ that must descend into you. It's not only now that he's a God of William Branham. He must be your God. It's not only now that it was revealed to Brother Branham. It must be revealed to you. That, that same mighty angel, you must know him. Are you still with me? And I went after, I went unto the angel. Verse 9. And I went unto the angel. And said unto him, Give me the little book. This little book was not a book with pages. This is the book that Adam lost in the Garden of Eden. This is an abstract title deed. 
is not just a book. Brother Bram said, what did Adam lose in the Garden of Eden? He lost his Godship. Are you still with me? The deity went back to God. And he became mortal so that he could die. But that book does not belong to the original owner. That book is a human race book. Are you still with me? And the same book that Adam lost, you've got to eat that book today. It's not a book. It's, that book is actually himself. Are you still going to be with me here? And I went unto the angel. And said unto him, give me the little book. And he said unto me, take it and eat it up. And it shall make thy belly bitter. But it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand. And ate it up. And it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, eaten it, had eaten it, my belly was bitter. He said unto me, Thou must prophesy again before many people, nations and tongues and kings. And my brothers, you bring souls that are in prison. Paragraph 348. Brother Brenham says, three is perfection as we have spoken. The ministry come to its perfection when it reproduced Christ again in natural among human beings as was predicted as it was in the days of Lord. Now, as we, are, as we are say we are in the end time ministry, what is the end goal of the end time ministry? Is it just to gather as groups and read quotations and be clenched against maybe a group that is not part of us? What is the main objective? When do we say the ministry has reached its perfection? Because the ministry must reach perfection. I say the ministry is perfected in three. That is why we had the first pool, the second pool, and the third pool. Are you still with me? And that's why when you go and read Christ as the mystery of God revealed, you find that God had a threefold purpose. The first thing, he wanted to reveal himself to the people. The second thing, he wanted to have the preeminence in the church. The third thing that he wanted to do was to restore the kingdom. So wherever you see God runs his things in three, because three brings perfection. But now, Brother Brahman say, what will bring a perfection of the ministry is when the ministry reproduces Christ. Yes. Folks, not Brother Brenham, Christ. Amen. Not a pastor, Christ. Yes. Not an apostle, Christ. Yes. Not a group, Christ. Yes. When the ministry reproduces Christ again, in the natural among human beings, then we say the ministry has reached the perfection. Now, when we speak about the, the uh, reproducing him in the natural, it means he must be reproduced in flesh again. But whose flesh in the end time? It must be your flesh. Hallelujah. So the message of the hour 
is here to make sure that God reproduces himself in your flesh. Not in the flesh of Brother Brenham alone. He had his part. But today, in your flesh. And if the ministry has not reproduced itself in your flesh, the ministry in your life has not reached a perfection. Do we agree on that one? I hope we are together here. Brother Bring works his faith express paragraph 294. He says, now, that brings to pass today because we have faith. And I know this is of God. It's because these and other scriptures point to this hour, Revelation 10. Said that in the hour of the seventh angel's message, when he begins to sound forth his message, not in a healing service, Hallelujah. But the message that follows the healing service. Folks, stay with me. How many follow to the healing service? And how many are still following a healing service? There are people when you sit with them, they are are quiet. And by no means, I don't want to degrade that. It's good that we read about the testimonies that happened in the ministry of Brother Brenham. It's good that we hear how cancers have fell off. It's good that we hear how tuberculosis were healed. It's good that we hear about all these cases. But that is not the core of the ministry. And when you miss, the problem is that when you don't understand the message, as the message progresses, you have a desire to go back where the ministry used to be. Church, we are not going back to the first pool. Hallelujah. We are not going back to the second pool. We are on the third pool, and the third pool is when God takes a human flesh. Not in an individual, but in the body. Are you here this morning? Our gathering here, Wednesday, Sunday, the main objective is for the channel to open so that God can come down and take a residency in your flesh. And if God has not taken residence in your flesh, you have missed the core of the ministry. I hope we are together. Brother, bring the message, the token. Paragraph 72. Says, Paragraph 72, the token. Alright. See, there was a message just before the taking out of the church. There always has to be. Same now. Every spiritual happening is a sign from God. You believe that, church? Like the message, there is a sign, and then the message follows the sign. Did you you hear what he's saying there? Now he says, God told Moses and said, if they won't believe the voice of the first sign, maybe they will believe the voice of the second sign. Now when you see signs going on, and no message behind it, just the same old school of theology 
on down, that was in from God. Folks, if you see the sign or the signs, and as they are taking place, you need to watch what follows after. And if the message does not follow after, Brother Bram say, it is not from God. Are you still with me? And well at it, the devil can perform signs and wonders. The Beatles were inspired by Satan, but the Beatles, through their inspiration, can, could take a person that was on the wheelchair and make a person to walk out. Go and check it in COD. Brother Bram says they were anointed until the manager of the battle says, we are going to go on a divine healing tour where we will go around on a healing campaign. And it comes to the point and says, we are even more popular than Jesus Christ. And later we know that when he died, he, was, he, was, he, he choked on his vomit and died. Because you can never mock God. Are you still with me? But, but, but follow what he says. He says, signs, we will do signs as the Beatles. Now, the scripture says, even the beast will perform miracles. But the bride is not drawn by miracles. The bride looks beyond the miracles. The message of Jesus was not the multiplication of bread and fish. The message of Jesus was not the healing of the sick. The message of Jesus was that you eat me and drink my blood, then you have a part of me. I hope we are together here. Bring, brother, in a message I have heard, but now I see, paragraph 201. It says, now, we are promised a church age through reformers. We have heard them, but he promised in Malachi 4 he would keep his pattern in the last days. What would take place to turn the hearts of the children back to the faith of the apostolic father? For that very purpose, the church and the church is so broke up in denominations and isms. This brother Brandon, when he spoke, he referred to the denominations, but I have news to deliver to you. Today, message people are caught up in isms. Are you still with me? It's so tall. It is so tall to pieces till it's dead. It's being a carrier. Then he promised in the hour of the seventh angel's message, the seven seals would be revealed. And the mysteries of God would be declared. Revelation 10. When the seventh angel begins to sound his message, not the healing service. The message that follows the healing service. I hope we are together here. Are you still with me? Let's read, brother, in the message, The Bridge. Paragraph because the scripture says and when I saw a mighty angel come down from heaven leave the quotation there when I saw the mighty angel come down from heaven clothed with a cloud and a rainbow was upon his head and his face was as it were the sun 
and his feet as pillars of fire. Now, a lot of times, some people say, this mighty angel is not, this scripture has not been fulfilled. If this scripture has not been fulfilled, Brother Branham did not complete his ministry. And if Brother Branham never completed his ministry, that means the ministry is incomplete. But God would have never taken Brother Branham off the scene until every scripture that pertained to him was fulfilled. And now the question will be, after Brother Branham is taken off the scene, who do you see? After the prophet left the scene, who do you see? A brother from Germany? A brother from Russia? If you see that, then you have missed the mark. Are you still with me? The ministry is perfected in three. At that day, you shall know that I'm in the Father, and the Father in me, and I in you. Now, the same angel that was in William Brenham is the same angel that must come into you. Are you still with me? Because it is perfected in three. Firstly, the mighty angel comes down. But when he comes down, there must be somebody to receive the mighty angel. And the one to receive the mighty angel is the earthly angel. But you cannot worship the earthly angel. He refused when John wanted to worship him. He said, don't worship me, John. I'm just like the servants. I'm just like the prophets. And today, people that are worshiping Brother Branham, they are getting it wrong. And we are here to correct it while he's not around to say, don't do it. Brother Branham, a lot of times, he operated and often he said, check me according to the scriptures. Brother Brenham was not independent from the scriptures. Brother Brenham was subject to the scriptures. The message is not independent from the scriptures. The message is subject to the scriptures. I hope we are together here. Now, you will understand. Sometimes I wonder, and I want to wonder loudly. You find people with partial revelation a person is just pentecostal but they are loving they don't fight anybody they are mellow and you find a brother has got a stack of spoken with they are full in the cabinet but he's bitter he hates everybody he cuts everybody off but he says i'm a message believer you are not a message believer you are a gross misrepresentation of the message of the hour because the message of the hour will bring spiritual gifts. You'll bear with people. You'll love people. You'll be patient with people. Hallelujah. You'll pray for people. Abraham was a message believer. When God came down and said, I'm here to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he didn't say, now I've told them, thank God you are here. Deal with them. No, that is not the seed of Abraham. He says, wait a minute, Lord. What if there are still ten righteous people? What, are, what if there are still five righteous people? That's a message believer. But today, the attitude that we see today, destroy them, God. To show that we are genuine. When you've got such a spirit, you are not, you've got no DNA of the message of the hour. The message of the hour will pray for your brother, will pray for your sister. I'm preaching here, folks, and I'm not going to go back. 
I want to drive it onto your doorstep. Has the message produced what it was intended to produce? Hallelujah. Do you know there are some churches, they rather say, if you go, maybe you move from the wheel bank and you go maybe to Northern Cape and there's no church, maybe there is a message church. They would rather not you go to a message church, they rather you go to a denomination because we don't agree with those ones. Shame on you. And spirits don't die. The same spirit was at Branham Tabernacle where they came and said, Brother Junior Jackson, there is just a bunch of dead beds. Brother Branham said, as your father in faith, I'm ashamed of you. And today when you hate other message believers, Brother Branham is ashamed of you. Are you here? Never. The day you as this church ever get to a point where you think you are the only church, you must know that you are fallen. I will repeat as a pastor of this church, the day you get to a point where you think I'm the only pastor, you are fallen. Because you have broken the scriptures. You don't understand the invisible union of the bride. You don't understand what the message of the hour came to achieve. The message of the hour is not yet to achieve a group. The message of the hour is not yet to build a new denomination. The message of the hour is here to build individuals into a powerhouse. Did I say indie? Are you still here? Sometimes you wonder are people really going to the same heaven? How they relate here on earth. Are they really going to the same heaven? And some approach heaven as, a, as an attitude that when I get there, I'll look for Brother Fanny. When he's not just say, yes, I knew it. <laughs> when you've got such an attitude, you're not going, brother. A real genuine seat when they get to heaven, they are looking. Even for the brother that they disagreed with, they say, Lord, our disagreement should have not made our brother to miss it. Where's my brother? Yeah. And they look for their brother and when they say, God bless your brother. Because they understand the message is not a camp, the message is not a denomination, the message is the bride of Jesus Christ coming into a realization of Christ. Christ has got to make himself known. Yes. Folks, if we preach Brother Brenham, you are not going to have transformation. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. We're going to just be a cult. I know the word cult makes message believers very rattled. We've got cults in the message. Anytime when a group elevates anything above Jesus Christ, it becomes a cult. I've said it and I'm not going to withdraw it. The only person that must be elevated is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. And that's what the message did. That's what Brother Brenham did. But the problem, when the messenger leaves the scene anytime, history repeats itself, they denominate. Where do you get this thing? Oh, 
We will not go to church anymore. We will only listen to the tapes of the prophet at home. That's not the, Paul says, forsake not the gathering of the saints. So why do you make the tapes to disagree with the scriptures? You have become a cult using Brother Brennan's tape. You have become a cult because that's not according to the scriptures. If you die, you're going to be buried by a tape. If you fight with your wife, you're going to be cancelled by a tape. If your child is born, it's going to be dedicated by a tape. If you've got to fight any issues, are you going to be cancelled by a tape? The tape says there is a church and you must have a home church. And, and if you believe the tape, start from there. Show that you believe a tape and have a pastor. And have deacons and have trustees and have a home church and have a fellowship, then I'll say the brother believes on the tape. But if you are not doing that, you don't believe in the tape. Are you sitting here, church? I appreciate the internet. Uh, You know, when I travel, you know, when you travel, you become a very good minister. Everybody loves a visiting minister. After church, they come. Hey, brother, you know I had this problem. Hey, can I speak to you about? Can I have your number? I normally don't even give my number. I'm not your pastor. I'm a visiting minister. I'm not going to give you an advice and not be there and see the results of my advice. Speak to your pastor. You have a pastor. He's the one that invited me. I am not your pastor. Are you still with me? But how many ministers get excited? Oh, I deliver to the weight and begin to offer counseling. I refuse. Even during the week, I said to a brother, no, there's a pastor there. Speak to your pastor. He will advise you. He knows you better. Leave me alone. I'll visit. When you visit, I'm done. But how many of you are being pastored by internet today? Hallelujah. A pastor from America, he doesn't even know your name, but he's your pastor. When you have hurt him, yes, you saw the brother. He's not your pastor. If you die, he's not going to fly over. Have a pastor and be an a pastor and listen to a pastor. The internet is not a church. Oh, I'm sorry, the internet is not a church. Young men, you know, during a lockdown, we saw the spirit. Everyone jumping on the internet and being a preacher. As long as they've got a camera and a phone. And after they go and check the views, oh, 800 people saw me. I've got 800 people. You are lying. The ministry gives birth. The ministry. The ministry has got birth pains. When your pastor looks into the face and says, my brother is wrong. If you don't fix it, I will excommunicate you. Repent. That's the ministry. On the internet, they don't do that. It's just receive your car. Receive your healing. That's not the message of the hour. Even Ubert Angel can do that. What is the message of the hour? Lighthouse is not the message of the hour. It is just where people that claim to have believed the message of the hour meet. That's why if you really look at Lighthouse and really say, you're going to find crooks. 
I'm preaching as the pastor of Lighthouse. If you search Lighthouse thoroughly, you'll find crooks. So if you make the Lighthouse the message of the hour, then you mean the message has got crooks. No. It's just a gathering of people. Every church, show me every church and give me a week, I'll find a crook. Isn't the message, wherever people are meeting, three kinds of? Every, every, every assembly has got three kinds of believers. Even if your pastor preaches on the pillar of fire, falls, there is an unbeliever in that church. There is a make-believer in that church. But there is a genuine believer. And always, always they are in minority. But their hearts are synced with other believers around the world. Hallelujah. Ah, if I meet somebody in my church, I say, brother, give me a minute. I will find the crook. <laughs> and if you search, he is the first one that I hear. That brother crooked me. <laughs> then you realize that. See? No local assembly is perfect. Amen. But the bride Hallelujah. scattered in local assemblies Amen. is perfect. <laughs> Did you hear me? Amen. Hope you are together. Brother Brenham, he wanted us to see Christ. But you know, the problem, if you drive, Brother Brenham says the prophet is the signpost. If you drive on the N12 towards Jobek, you will be guided by the signpost. And it will say 40 kilometers to Johannesburg. You have reached Johannesburg. But once you reach Johannesburg, you don't hang around the, the signpost. You go and explore Johannesburg. Yes. Hear me, there's a danger. Whenever you look at Revelation 10:7 or Revelation 10 as a whole chapter, if you don't bring the three elements in alignment, you are bound to go to the other extreme. If you see and emphasize on the mighty angel and miss the earthly messenger, you are not complete. And if you miss the, the, the mighty angel and the earthly messenger and you only see when the book is supposed to be taken, you only see John taking the book because John, he speaks of the bride's ministry and Brother Brennan says the bride's ministry consists of fivefold ministries. An apostle, a prophet, evangelist, a teacher, a pastor. And all those, when they are there, they are there. A brother would say they are God's dress way in the church. That is the bride's ministry. Now, if you can have the fivefold ministry without the prophet, you are equally wrong. Are you still with me? So you must have the mighty angel. You must have the earthly messenger. And you must be John eating the book. You, you don't eat the seventh angel messenger. You eat the book that he gave to you. Are you still with me? I hope we are together here. I hope we are together here. Now, a lot of times when you say to people, you don't worship Brother Brenham. We are not preaching Brother Brenham. Others immediately say, yes, we wanted him out of the picture. But listen, Rebecca would have never reached Isaac without Eliezer. Yes. 
Even when Eliezer was no longer with Rebekah because as soon as they saw Isaac, Eliezer disappeared. But when Eliezer, when Rebekah was with Isaac, even in there, when they were together, she was still being guided by the message of Eliezer. Knowing that, Eliezer told me what he loves. I mean, if I introduced you to a man and you get married to a man and I tell you what the man likes, even when you are married, you're going to remember what I told you. That that man doesn't like salty food. I'm not there, but my message remains with you, guiding with... I'm no longer irrelevant. My message is still irrelevant. Me as a body, I'm irrelevant, but the message is relevant. Does somebody get what I mean? So you cannot just say, Isaac is here. We are done with Eliezer. We don't want to hear about Eliezer anymore. No, remember, you would have never met uh, Isaac without Eliezer. And Eliezer still has the secrets to the heart of Isaac. Can say, yes, I saw the mighty angel. I'm done. You are not going to know that Eliezer told you. When you come to church, he wants you to be part of period of grace. He loves period of grace. Those finer secrets you can only know from Elias. Are you still with me? In the message, the bridge, brother. I laughed the other time a brother had visited his relatives and he found them watching a soccer match. And when he got there, he took a chair and put it next to the television and looked at that way the television was this. And said, I will not watch this. I'm a message believer. Amen. You know, you don't even know how to catch a, th- a, a fish. You must have a bait. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Fanaticism. Amen. Disguised as the message of the hour. I've seen young men coming into the message raised by a father who's a drunkard. He paid school fees for him. He was going up and down when we didn't know him. As soon as we baptized him, the father becomes the David. And message believers, I don't understand. They say, this brother is so spiritual. He has even looked down at his family. And the family speaks and says he has gone to a new church. And they hate us at the new church. You know, when you become a message believer, you must be salty. When people, when our unrelatives look at you, they must say something is different. You know, you look much happier. You know, whenever you are around, the environment is positive. We want to go with you to church because you are salty. But when you are a legalist, oh. a boy speaks to the father and calls the father a demon. Husband, I have seen <laughs> a lot of times people blame the message that as soon as you come into the message, you experience divorce. 
Because as soon as a person comes into the message, his unbelieving wife becomes a demon. You are anointed by the spirit of Jezebel. I will not go to shopping with Jezebel. Brother, you will divorce as you will smile with our wives. And you will wonder why are we with our wives you are divorced. Because you have misapplied the scriptures. There's a quotation where a young man came to Brother Bram and said, Brother Bram, I'm battling. I can't get this demon out of my wife. I fasted. I've cast it out. Brother Bram said, you are going it the wrong way. He said, don't condemn her. Allow her to be as she is. Love her. Pray for her. Buy her a bunch of roses. And he said, I did it, Brother Brenham. Later he said, Brother Brenham, there's been a revolution in my house. Things are no longer the same. Brother Brenham said, what help? The kissing and the casting or love? Just love. I've seen. Yeah, men come... Brother, you cannot accept the message today with your wife and come today. And your wife looks like our wives. They've been around 25 years in the message. You want her to look at overnight, you will kill your wife. <laughs> and if any brother tells you that, hey, brother, your wife, you tell him and say, hey, brother, when your wife came in, was she like the way she is now? Or the way patient with her? Brother Bram says you don't, you don't rush the hashing of the chicken. You create an atmosphere. And the atmosphere will make the chicken to hatch. But if you crack the, if you crack the eggshell, it dies. And brothers are cracking the eggshell. Satan! Your wife can't be Satan. Until the wife says, where we used to fellowship, we're happy. But ever since you joined that church, and they think it's us. It's not us. It's you. You misinterpret the scriptures and misapply them and become abusive under the disguise of the scripture and you call it the message of the hour. It's not the message of the hour. It's your own fanaticism. I think anything. Me, if my wife was to backslide, I would still love her. I don't love her because she's in the message. I love her because I love her. Yeah. I still win. If my children backslide, I'll still love them. Yeah. Yes, I'll correct them. I will have disagreement, but I'll still love them. Yeah. They're not my children because they're in the midst. They're my children. I can't disown them. Yeah. But how many times you brothers want to prove to us that you are spiritual and you destroy? The message is Christ revealed in the end times. It's not a group. It's not an ism. It's Christ. Rather, the bridge, it says when the seals are broke, the mystery is revealed. You know, Brother Brenham says when the seals were revealed, the Bible became a new book. Yes, Folks, be designing. 
a lot of time people think when the seals were revealed, then the Bible became a new Bible. It is the same Bible. But you read it, it has been refreshed. Did you hear me on that one? That is why. Even if they could say, if they could invite me anywhere and say, preach, but don't mention Brother Branham, I would still preach. Because the message is the Bible. And when the seals are broke, and the mystery is revealed, down comes the messenger, Christ. So the seals are here to bring who down? Christ. So the pinnacle, when you say you are the message of the hour, or you are the believer of the message of the hour. You, you know, the Samaritan woman repented without knowing COD, church order and conduct. It was a prostitute out there next to the well. But look, look what happened. Jesus never said, sister, the way you are dressed, you will go to hell if you don't repent. Jesus says, Brother Bram says, he greeted her. And after he greeted her, he said, if you, he says, give me the water. And the woman says, it is not customary that we, the Samaritans, should speak to the Jews. There was a segregation. He says, only if you knew the gift of God and the one that speaks to you, you would be the one asking me water to drink. And she said, you don't have a picture. How would you get water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He said, if I give the water that I would give you, you will never be thirsty anymore. Then the woman said, give me the water. I don't want to be thirsty anymore. He says, go and get your husband. I have none. Oh, you speak the truth because you have had five and the one that you are staying with is not your husband. Yeah. Now, the woman, as Jesus was speaking, then she said, say, I perceive that thou art a prophet. We know when the Messiah cometh, he will tell us all things. Jesus said, I am he. That statement changed that woman. That statement made that woman to throw everything of the world and went back to the city and said, come and see a man. Is this not Christ? But look at the dialogue. It was Christ introducing himself to the woman. Then it brought the conduct. But a lot of times we want to bring the conduct without being Christ. And when you bring a conduct without being Christ, it becomes the law of the church. That's why a school girl can have in her school bag, in the, in the backpack, she can have can wear a dress, but in the backpack, she can have a trouser. Amen. And as soon as before she gets to the school, she's in the restroom, she changes into the trousers, she mingles with the crowd. Why? Because she abides by the law of? The church preached what? Conduct. But when it is a revelation, 
that brought the conduct. He doesn't care whether mommy is there. He doesn't young people hear me out. Young people today are struggling with a degree of acceptance. They want to be accepted. We, when we were growing up, we didn't want to be accepted. Brother, we were in high school. We hijacked the ACMs. We wanted the message to be preached. We wanted to be represented because we were not ashamed of our testimony. And if you didn't align with us, we cut you off. But today, you want to be accepted by Yvonne. And when Yvonne makes a joke about how you are dressed, you get offended. I remember there was a time when I was going to a church on Friday afternoon. By that time, we didn't have these fancy Bibles. We had the black one with the reddish. You remember? That one that really stands out. I heard it going to church, <laughs> and I was going past the shopping complex. Goodness. That day, I just met my friends. We were together with a group of girls. Oh, they had a laugh. Hey, Muruti, pastor. And I had to prepare my younger sister every time we went to, town, uh, to church, so I had her. She was still very young, if not around six, somewhere there. And they laughed their lungs out. And as a young person, you, you get grieved because you want to look cool. And especially when there's boys making a joke and girls are giggling behind, then they bury you. <laughs> then I went there offended, much I cannot do. But today when I'm back home, the very ones that laughed, I just hear an old man say, hey, hey, hey. Where does this old man know? <laughs> then upon closer look and upon closer inspection, I realize, oh, this is how an old last mate. <laughs> I look younger, he looks old. What preserved us is not bio oil. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's not camphor. It's the message of the hour. <laughs> Sin has cost him. I look at him and say, brother, had you followed us, you would have not been that way. <laughs> So young people have a long-range vision. They laugh now, but you miss them after 20 years, they will be older, you will be younger. Sin will make you age. And the message of the hour is here to fortify our young people. Don't leave the message. No matter what, don't leave the message. Remain in the message. You will become younger. Ah, but leave. Just three months is enough. <laughs> you will see the damage. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Look, our sisters have got no makeup. Go into nominations and say, next week, don't come with a makeup. It becomes a horror movie. Because our sisters have yielded themselves to nature. And nature enhances their beauty. Uh, am I correct, sisters? Love about my foundation. When there is no foundation, you see. 
But uh, today there's no foundation. Beauty has no foundation today. But look at our young, our old sisters, looking very young. That's the message. But after we have experienced grace, we don't condemn. Uh, you know, one thing that I've realized that we message believers have got a way to offend people. I've seen often where you'd go, you find that in a family, they have an uncle. Uncle has been known to be a Catholic. Everybody knows him to be a Catholic. But the uncle dies. But because the message believer is the breadwinner, he decides that I don't want Catholics here. I want my pastor here. By the time we preach, people are grieved because you bulldozed your way. We don't do that, folks. You become male. If it's a Catholic preacher, we go there and support you. If we are given five minutes, we will greet them. But our presence, God, our presence will preach without words. But how many times have we been pushy and destroyed a lot of things in the process? When the, servants, when the seals are broke and the mystery is revealed, down comes the angel, the messenger, Christ, setting his foot upon the land and upon the sea with a rainbow over his head because of the angel of the covenant. Now, remember, this seventh angel is on the earth at the time of this coming. So, Revelation 10, 1, when it is fulfilled, it is not fulfilled in the absentia of the seventh angel. He has to be there. Amen. And Brother Brenham would have never been taken of the scene unless Christ is here. Amen. So what, what, who, who has the church been left with? The church has been left with Christ. Amen. Who is in the hearts of the people? Christ. Amen. Whose lives is there expressing itself through the people? Christ. No wonder, you wonder, Brother Brenham, a lot of times he comes, he says, I'm the Charles of Charles and Ella Brenham. I was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, and I had to experience, until he tells you about his sins. Yes. He say, I was in the shop, I looked at the woman that was dressed in a terrible way, and I said, Lord, why don't, why don't you just wipe off this whole thing? He said the angel dropped right there and a vision opened. Then I began to see my sins. That every time my sin was there, there was a bumper, which was the blood of Jesus Christ. And he says, Lord, forgive me. Then he went to the woman to speak to the woman in a loving way. Until the woman said, you don't know. I was once a believer. I was raised in a Christian home. But somewhere, things went haywire. And right there on that floor, Brother Brenham led her to Christ. How many of us have we been like Brother Brennan? Judging. You don't see a soul. You just see a person 
until you even say, you know, maybe I say I work towards closing. Many of you that have gone beyond high school just take a mental trip somewhere, maybe standard five, standard six. Remember the students that you used to be in your class that were brilliant. Remember those that you thought would never finish school and those that you thought are these ones, the doctors of tomorrow. When you look at the picture today, the number is vice versa. Those who that you thought would never make it are still around. And those that you thought would make it are gone. Let's pause and come into the message of the hour. Take a mental trip. Five years, ten years backwards. Look at the people that used to be in church with you. Look at your peers. Look at the people that you thought, goodness, I'm going to miss the rapture, but this brother is going. But look at today. The very people that you thought would be here are gone. And the people that you thought would not be here are still around. What does it mean? The grace of God. I'm just demonstrating that you are still here by grace. It's not by your effort. It's by grace. Five years from now, you could be history. We would remember you and say, you remember that brother? Gone. And we'll look at somebody that we thought, ah, this one will not even finish this year. But by five years from now, he may be a deacon. So you don't judge matters by the eye. You, God knows how to judge matters. Are you still with me? Brother, bring Mwikin towards closing. Now, Revelation, uh, book of Revelation, that is the spoken word, paragraph 101. He says, because remember the commission is that you take the book, eat the book. I want to see, to look at the impact when you eat the book. When you have to digest it, then it gets bitter. Everybody is against you. Everybody telling you you're a holy roller. You are this, that, or the other. You're off your head. So it's hard to digest it. But when you are testifying of his glory, it's sweet in your lips. That's all. When you stand up in a meeting, you say glory to God. Or when you're going through that great siege, it's hard. But then when you are out of that great siege, you can testify of it. Then it's sweet in the lips. That's right. That's the book of redemption. So as you eat it, it will bring hardships. But when you have overcome it, it becomes sweet like honey in your mouth. What does it mean? It does not mean that when you are a message believer, everything is going to go right. Sometimes they all will go well until you believe the message. The day you believe it, everything falls apart. But you need to understand, it's just a siege. But when you are out of it, you testify about what God has brought you through. Then it becomes like honey in your mouth. Let me say the token, brother. 
wrapping up soon. Paragraph 274. He only, he only recognizes the token. And the token, that's the message of the hour. That's the message of this day. That's the message of this time. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive it. What is the token for this day? It is the message of the hour. Now, when it is the message of the hour, that means you have to invite, you know, the best way to demonstrate the efficiency of the gospel is to demonstrate your insufficiency before you received it. The Samaritan woman, the reason they believed her is because they realized for such a woman to turn out this way, it had to be the power of God. For Rahab, for her family to believe, they thought if Rahab could turn out that way, it had to be the Lord. But a lot of times, we want to present as if we were born in heaven and dropped here on earth. We were all sinners at some point in time. Do you agree? Amen. We were all? Yes. Your prophet. You know what I like about brother? brother you know, when, when you acknowledge your mistakes in public, no one can use them against you. Amen. You know, brother Brenman says, I was so short-tempered that those who, they made fun of me. I wish I had a gun. I would have blown their brains out. He was demonstrating the sinful nature in him and showing you that without Christ, this is what he was. But after he experienced Christ, this is what he became. Why is it difficult for black sliders to come back to the message? It's because we've got an elder brother syndrome. When a brother comes back, there are people that would want to remind them. We remember what you did, brother. God is so forgiving, but message believers are not forgiving. I once was somewhere where a young man came back from church. I think he had been on drugs. And as he came back in, I mean, the devil had really dealt with the boy. He looked very thin, frail not radiant. And in church, I looked at him. In my heart, I was just rejoicing. Finally, he made it back. Yes. Now, immediately after the service, and I hear an elder speaking to him. The elder is there with the boy. He's looking at the boy. He says, hey, the boy, you are very thin. Do you eat? I'm like, go, oh, Lord. This is not an elder. It's just an old man in church. No experience whatsoever. Because that's when we need to appreciate him. You overlook all these things. Say, brother, we are happy to see you. We are looking forward to the day when you come back. We are happy to. Can I take you out for lunch so that we can fellowship? But when you look at him and say, have you become thinner? Now it's going to be difficult to come back Sunday because of the remarks of the people. Elder brother syndrome. I'm better. I never went to the far country. I was around. I was faithful in church. 
Not this brother. He has destroyed his inheritance with righteous living. Brother, how did you know how he destroyed his inheritance with righteous living? Because he never told you. It means righteous living is in you while you are here in church. You never went to the far country, but the far country is in you. And much better is the one that went to the far country and came back than the one that the far country is in him. Did you hear me? When you meet a backslider, how do you look at a backslider? How do you talk as a backslider? How do you talk to a backslider? What attitude do you show to a backslider? Determines whether a backslider will come back or not. The tragedy today is that even we as message believers or message churches, we compete on backsliders. If he backslides from that church, that church rejoices. They are, they are falling one by one. That's not the spirit of Christ. That's not the spirit of Christ. Brother Bram says, I've been down to that place. If you would never wish even your worst enemy to go there. Brother, let's bring the bridge. Don't worry. Two more quotations. You're going. Make sure this is the last two. He says, now I want to show you what the message of the hour is. John was supposed to write when the seven thunders uttered their voices, and he was forbidden to write. Do you remember? He was forbidden. But the scripture, the, the angel says, seal up those things. But at the end time, they shall be revealed. But now here is the prophet messenger saying something critical. He says, now, see, the mystery of the seven sealed book will be revealed at the sounding of the seven church angels' message. See, the seven church angel begins to sound. And there is the messages wrote out there. And we got it in what John could not write. Today you've got it in what? So what do you need to eat today? You need to eat the book and become the book. And express the life of the book. Last one. Statue of the perfect man. I'm wrapping up. The plane is landing. The statue of a perfect man. Paragraph 172. We are not building an organization. Are you here? We are not building. The message of the hour is not yet to build an organization. I'm not here this morning to build an organization. Christ never sent me to build organization. Christ sent me to build individuals. 
Oh, brother, this morning we are not building lighthouse. We are building individuals. So that when you are out there and you face Satan, you are well capacitated. But how many times are we building our churches? Our groups? Our organizations? Our isms? Some are not even isms, are wasms. Christ sent me to build individuals to the stature oh, brethren. To the stature you, you know, the message of the, I'm rapping here, folks. As we spoke about the young boy that came from the countryside and came to the town, and as he was in the town, and he was moving around the house, then he walked past a mirror. And as he walked past a mirror, he saw what? He saw another boy. And he said, this is another boy. But when he looked into the mirror, he raised his hand, and the boy raised the hand. He lifted up his leg. The boy lifted up. Then the boy screamed at the top of his voice, Mommy, it's me. So the message of the hour is here to bring you back to your original image. Not to a church, folks. To your original image. Where you see yourself in the scripture and you raise your hand and the image raises the hand until you scream, Mommy, it's me. Christ sent me to build. I have no desire. Zero desire to be like anyone in the message. I have no, no desire, folks. I have no great men, the Ed Biscuits. I don't want to be like them. There's only one man that I want to be like. That's Jesus Christ. Every day when you see me coming to church, I'm working on myself to be able to project the image of Jesus Christ. Yes. Not another preacher, no sir. Not another apostle, no sir. Jesus Christ and him alone. Yes. Not even Brother Brennan. Did you hear me? Yes. Christ sent me to build individuals to the stature of Jesus Christ. And I think sometimes we have preached so much that people have forgotten who Jesus Christ is. How he interacted with humanity. Hmm? Until he stumbled to the Sadducees and the Pharisees and ate with sinners. And they gossiped and said, look at him. How could he allow such? Doesn't he know? They have not even washed their hands. But he was relatable. He was accessible. And Jesus never had a bodyguard. Jesus never had. Jesus never went around giving water. Oh, can I take it further? He even never went around giving a picture and said, this picture will protect you. But are you with me, folks? So, you, you have to understand who Jesus, how he operated. Then you will know how. I don't say you don't need to have a picture of Jesus Christ in your house, but don't worship that. 
Don't worship an image. I've heard people say, hey, you know, there was a storm. I took the picture of Brother Bram, put it under my pillow, and all was well. Idolatry. Because you think you have mentioned that it's Brother Brennan who won't see that it's idolatry. How can a picture protect you? Can a picture protect you, folks? Who protects you? God. These days you even see where they put a sticker of a prophet say this guy is protected and then they put a, a sticker of they will steal it with that sticker. Amen. Amen. I feel heartbroken that Bushiri lost his daughter. It is absolutely a feeling no parent should ever bury his own daughter. But when you look at the events prior to that, God is trying to teach something to Wishir. He's trying to show him that you are a human being that needs God. God has a way to show us that we need him. Especially when we become pompous. He has a way to humble us. Christ sent me to build individuals to the stature of Jesus Christ that they might become, that they might be (laughs) the powerhouse and the dwelling place by his weight. Oh, can we just, let's just read this one then after I'm releasing you. Take it further, brother. Up. Up. We are not building an organization. I'm not here this morning to build an organization. Christ never sent me to build organization. Christ sent me to build individuals to the stature of Jesus Christ. That, that, that they might be the powerhouse and the dwelling place of the Spirit by His weight. By His weight. Build up the individual to that place. Not build an organization to a greater denomination. But built the individuals to sons and daughters of God. That's the idea. All we see, we, we see us doing that, that's the idea. To build individuals to become a superpower. God bless you or a powerhouse. As we stand to our feet. Sometimes if you teach people what you are against and not what you are for, it becomes problematic because you can never be sustained by what you are against. 
you are sustained by what you are for. Many times we preach about what the message is not, but we fail to show the people what the message is. We are back on Sunday morning, 9 o'clock. Amen. Let's just worship him. I don't know whether will it be possible to do. There is on a hill far away stood an old ragged cross. How many appreciate an old ragged cross? The message, Brother Bram says, Christ in you makes him a center of revelation. He says the whole thing from Genesis to Revelation is Christ. He says if you read a verse and you don't see Christ, read again. If you read a quotation and you don't see Christ, read again. Because the whole thing is Christ. And Brother Branham says the whole thing is about man and God becoming one. He says that is the mystery of love. On a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best for a wealth of lost sinners was slain. We are the products of that cross.
belly
people have been hospitalized how many people have died but here we are we are not protected by a mask oh come on believer we are not protected by a mask we are protected by the blood of Jesus Christ uh, as a pastor I thank God not even one soul died during this pandemic and uh, from my leap to the heavens, whether we've got fifth, six, seven, no one will die of it. Uh, 
I believe that on your behalf. If you don't believe it, it's, it's not my business, but I believe that on your behalf. No harm will come your way. Amen. Isn't bold to say that during a pandemic? Amen. He, you know, he took us through the first one. Second one. They say there is a third. Then we say our ministry is perfected in three. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is a God. He fails none. Somebody, let's say it, it reaches to the highest as we wrap up in prayer. Brother Chitty will come and wrap up in prayer for us. It's been wonderful to see you on an Easter Friday. Amen. We are back here on Sunday morning. If there are services somewhere and you want to visit, you don't need to hide. Visit. If the camera takes you, wave your hand and say, I'm here. Body ministry. Ah, me, I'm tired of this Mujigajiga religion. Be straight. You are a believer. Amen. No time for gimmicks anymore. We love all our brethren. Amen. Even if you think that there is a church that maybe we hate, visit it so that you fix us. Yeah. Fix us. Amen. So, until I see you on Sunday morning. Amen. Let's just worship and as our brother comes and close with a word of prayer. My greatest desire, I'm not relying on Johnson and Johnson, but uh, I, I'm yearning for a convention. Ah, December, no maganja, no bram climbing. We will have a convention. We want it. Don't, don't say bad. I'm not on bad. We want to have a convention and rejoice in the presence of God and dance. There is an anointing on a convention. Satan has robbed us of convention, but ah, this year, last year, even this year, but December, I know. With plan mark. Amen. It's good to be in the presence of the Lord. You know, we cooperate, but up to? Up to a certain point. Amen. Let's, 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 let's worship. Amen. It reaches to the
heads bowed, amen. It's a glorious afternoon, amen. That we can say Christ is risen. It's not in the grave, amen. Mm. Uh, the seals are broken, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. And Mary Magdalene was one of the first ones to see him, amen. She's the one that came through seven church ages. She's the one that had seven demons, amen. She's the one that's been so misunderstood, amen. Even up to this day, amen. It was Christ walking through the church ages, amen. It wasn't Arrhenius, amen. It wasn't Martha, Martin Luther. It wasn't Brother Branham, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It was Christ Jesus. marching you, through Father. the seven church ages. Yes, sir. And amen, the seventh angel has left the scene, but it's Christ in bride form this Thank morning. Thank you, amen. Father. It is Christ materialized. It is Christ that has become flesh, amen, this morning. And you and I as individuals that would walk in this world, amen, so misunderstood, odd balls, never finding a place, never finding a home, and no wonder... Abraham had to say, I'm seeking a city whose builder and maker is God. Amen. She's persecuted. The Bible says she's killed day and night. Amen. Because this is not her world. Amen. And we're just so thankful, church, that this morning, amen, that the word could come in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And speak to our hearts. Amen. If there's a need this morning, amen. If there's a need that somebody ain't, being Christ, amen. If Christ is not at the workplace, amen. If Christ is not at the home, amen. We could slip up our hands and say, Lord, I'm needy this morning, amen. I need to take one more step closer to you, amen. I'm desperate to be that vessel, amen. I'm desperate to be that voice, amen, to take that book and eat that book, amen, and to prophesy, amen. It's not just a uh, the seventh angel that prophesied, amen. It's not just the fivefold ministry that prophesied, amen. It is the bride that took the book and materialized the word, amen. And a life has become a voice, amen, at Thank the same time, friend. amen. When we say, Lord, help me this morning. Father, we come as a children, as a people. Thank you, we dear. come as a church. We come as individuals, Father. We come as husbands, Lord. We come as our wives, dear Father God. We come as youth, dear Lord Jesus. We come as elders, dear Father. We come as people, Father, dear Lord, standing as desperate individuals, Father, knowing that there is such a need, dear God. And no wonder, dear God, we have a passion, Lord, Lord, maybe not to preach, maybe with words, dear God, but for our lives to be a testimony, Father. Amen. We have people, we have cousins, dear God. We have workmates, dear Lord Jesus. We have friends, we have families, we have children, dear Lord God. And Lord, there's a desperate need for our lives, dear God, to be that burning testimony, Father. Lord God, to call them in, dear Lord. To love, dear God, unconditional Father. To have the passion that Christ had, dear God. That he could sit with the sinners, dear Father. That your prophet could go up, Lord, to a sinner, Father. And realize that he was once in the same condition, Father. Lord, what a mess, uh, the re mess, misrepresentation is done, dear God, by fanatics in the message, Father. Lord, what, what it is done, dear Lord God, by... Lord, as the Bible said, He's come 
as an angel of light, Father, Satan slipping in, Father, causing such a, a gloominess, Father. But behind all of that, dear Lord, there is such a truth, dear God. There is such a zeal. This message is the greatest thing that Thank struck you, the Father. earth, Lord. It is so beautiful, Father, to wake up in the morning and catch, Lord, the true revelation of it, dear God. It is so beautiful, Lord, when people would come up, dear God, and see the true presentation, Father. Exactly. If we only, we had never seen Christianity and never understood it until we came across your life, Father. Oh, God, help us, dear Lord Jesus. We needy people, dear Lord. And we realize, like your prophet said, Father, he has fallen a hundred times, dear God. Mm. And a thousand times. And how so much, Lord, we have misrepresented this message, Father. Mm. But, oh, God, Lord, we never could leave like moments like this, Father. Where, Lord, the word could come in demonstration in the power of the Holy Spirit, Father. Lord, we never see one physical miracle this morning, Father. But we saw the third pool manifestation, you, Father, Father, where Christ could come and the Word of God could come and convince us and convict us and changes our lives, Father. It's a greater miracle, Father. And we appreciate you, dear God, and we just want to give thanks from our heart. We want to be gratitude, Father. That it is a revelation of Easter, Father. That, Lord, the seal has been broken, dear God. But, Lord, the seals of our life has been peeled away, Father. Mm. And, Lord, because it's been peeled away, Father, there's no room for hypocrisy, Father. There's no way for impersonation, Father. There's, Lord, the tree, true, real us, Father. The gene seed of God that's been exposed, Father, this morning, Lord. And that gene seed of God, Lord, is being so attracted to your word, dear God. Even though it cuts, Father, it molds, it shapes, it burns with holy fire, dear God. And we just come to you, Father, and we lay our lives at the altar, Father, this morning. Once more and say, Lord, help us, Father. There's children, Father, that's so lost in this, in your presence this morning, Father. There's mm. people that's just so wayward in sin and in wickedness, Father. They couldn't even grasp, Father, dear God, the word, Father. But you are so wonderful, dear Lord Jesus, that with the prayer and the faith this morning, Lord God, you could reach out to many, Father, this morning and save them. Bring them home, dear Lord Jesus, and bring them to the fold, Father. Mm. And that you could use individuals, Lord, such as the Lord, the, the members of this church, dear God, to Thank reach out, Father. Father. Yes. We keep on hearing your word. We keep on hearing the Holy Ghost crying out, Father, for love this morning, Lord. Mm. I heard about a backslidden brother this morning, dear God. It wasn't even visited by a member, dear God. And it just, Lord, it realized, Father, that... We as individuals are so responsible, Father, mm. this morning. The Holy Ghost crying out, Father, to bring that first love, O oh God. Lord, like the Lord, the voice that spoke and said, only there's perfect love that will enter in there, Father. Father. We sing about it, we talk about it, Father, dear Lord. But it's so far from our lives, dear Lord Jesus. May we, Lord, at Lighthouse, Father God, be that church that your prophet, your servant, had spoke about this morning, dear Lord God. Not fanatics, Lord. Not religious cults, Father. But true, genuine, Lord, representations, Father, 
of the message being fulfilled in this hour, dear God. We call out to thee, Lord, we believe you, Father. We know that you're working in this hour, dear God, because from glory to glory, from faith unto faith, you're changing us with the power of your word, dear God, and we appreciate that. Be with each and every individual, dear God, as we face the crisis, Father. Lord, COVID isn't the crisis, Father. Your prophet said even the enemy is not the crisis, Father. Mm. He said the greatest enemy is William Branham. Mm. The greatest mm. enemy is ourselves, Father. Mm. Oh, to overcome, dear Lord God, and walk within this truth, to walk in the light of this message. This message is the token. The message is the blood, the bleeding word that washes us every day, dear God. Give us that zeal and passion to bathe in that word, bathe in that blood, dear God, Father. Mm. That the world won't see us, but it'll see you, Father. We pray now, we just commit it all to thee, Father. In the lovely and wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ and Savior. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you richly till we see you on Sunday. Just give us a song. It's in There's a humble it. You will just decode. Okay. Umlilo into system Payana. Well, they are badly. God bless you till we see you on Sunday. Have a blessed. Oh, I almost thought it's it's Sunday other. It's Friday. We see you after tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Yes. Yeah.